a bonus. Are we recording? Welcome we to Church and Other Drugs. What's up, biz matches? <laughs> um, me and Jay the unofficial, are... official drug podcast about um, drugs and uh, Jesus Christ. That's good. That's I like that. I like that a lot. The, the podcast about drugs and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Church of Latter Day yeah. Saints. That's right. May all who are weary lay their lay down their burdens. Lay all here. No, 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 no. May all who are weary lay down their bongs here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hashtag next bumper sticker. Hashtag next t-shirt idea. Oh, dude. All right. Yeah, I'm actually writing that. That is actually really funny. Is that blasphemous? No. 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 All right. That's good. I don't care if it is anyway. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll. we will start. Uh, I'm gonna get y'all to vote on the next um, t-shirt idea. We'll think of a couple. That is definitely in the running as of now. May all oh, who yeah. are weary lay down their bongs, <laughs> <laughs> and I will give you rest. That's hilarious, man. Um, Isn't it? That's so great. It is. Oh, I wanted to remind y'all. There's a Church and Other Drugs Spotify channel with all of your favorite uh, Church and Other Drug music on it. Go subscribe. Oh, to that. right. Yeah, I do have to say I am because um, I don't really do anything for this podcast except show up. It's kind of like my wedding. Sometimes you show you show. <laughs> That's exactly like my wedding, actually. Um, but I'm always like very pleasantly surprised with your music picks, Jed. I must say. Thank you. That, I think that's my favorite part. Actually, I love uh, I love curating music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm, I will say, mm-hmm. dude, Spotify has been hitting it out of the park with, um, I just, actually just today, um, tried out their, like, Discover, or, like, suge- oh. Suggested, dude, they know what they're I talking hear, about. I hear, I really hear good things. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna switch to that. Yes. From what? What are you using? <sighs> I'm still stuck, my, like, I've curated Pandora stations oh, for, yeah, that's right, ten, that's right. 10 years, and that's they were, right. like, like, real dialogue. Oh, oh, oh. switch. Yeah, we, 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 we lost you, you for a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I don't know what had happened. I don't know. We lost you for a second, but... Oh, shit. I bet I know. Why? Uh, that was yeah, funny, so... though, Hold on, because you literally said, Oh, I know what it... And then it just... <laughs> and you went out again. Um... <laughs> So, uh, I'll tell mm-hmm. you. I'll tell you afterwards who, but I don't want to break anonymity. But I know someone who's about to start um, the CBD oil for anxiety. So I'll finally be able to. We'll be able to have like a firsthand report on it. Ooh, in recovery. Yeah, they're they're. That's sober. awesome. Yeah, I know a couple people that have gotten cancer and smoked weed, or like have gone through chemo for other illnesses and have smoked weed in sobriety. Um. And like smoked it as prescribed, and we're totally fine, and no longer smoke weed, and like hmm. are totally fine. Yeah, that's interesting. Am I crazy? That is very interesting. Yeah, I don't know that I could do that, but um, one guy's a young guy, and uh, he like he was going through chemo for uh, Crohn's, I think something complication with Crohn's, so he had to do chemo around a chemo and. Uh, yeah, he smoked weed for like a month, 
and then, so that he could eat, and then he'd stop. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah, dude, fuck, I'm not gonna. Right. I ain't faulting anyone, and this, and yeah, it will be cool though, because I'm very interested to, uh, to see, and I'll be able to like see them from the genesis of it, and they can tell me how it works. Right. Right. Um, I keep thinking like, oh man. That would be so awesome if I could do that. But I don't know. I mean, would it really, though? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's what I'm going through I, in my head. I, I just am like, yeah, I guess the, you get that. I'm always on the Pete Holmes, like, ooh, I get this natural body glow, and it's just so great. And, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. But, you know, I, I just like it because it would make me feel good, I, which yes. I don't know is the reason yes. why you should be taking anything. No, my you know? motive, my motives. Well, I, I did have the thought of – because I'm fucking, I have mental disorders, so I did have the thought of like, mm-hmm. man, it, it 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 would be nice to, I always have this, it was on my four step last night, I did another four step, and like, I always have. Was I on it? No. I don't know. Really? Was, yeah. It, I didn't really have many resentments this time. Damn, dude. I didn't have much. I thought for sure I'd be on it for never showing up for our podcast or never doing anything. No, nah, see, it's, um, it's, it's expected. it's been a year plus yeah yeah. i mean i'm used to it um got it got it got it but i'm always thinking that like my mind is fucking broken and like i'm wondering if if this if i've even reached like normality yet with like how i think or if there's still some uh life that i could be living that i'm just not that's why i want to like try to get off my medicine and shit but right 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 yeah no i get that um I also don't think that weed is like a fucking cure all. Exactly. You know? It's not a panace- pan- panacea? Is that it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. that. No, it's um, not. It's not. Yeah, and I see benefits from like smoking weed responsibly. Um, e- even like medicating some things with it in a like a holistic approach, right? Like slight anxiety, s- stuff like that. Um, but it's not this like cure all like just dip it in windex everything is cured yeah. by <laughs> marijuana rub some tussing on it it'll be all right that's right it's not i don't think that that's it um and i definitely think starting to talk about weed like um like it is that is dangerous, dangerous. for people like us yes it is probably not i don't think it's that dangerous for the rest of society but for the 10 percent of society that's alcoholic or drug addict, uh, that we have that gene. Um, I was addicted to just weed. Yeah, like, sure. For sure. Most deaf in and, high school. And it's like, dude, yeah, it's not this innocuous yeah. thing. Like you, you can get fucked up. On yeah. Weed, there was a kid in, in treatment for just smoking for like, he smoked fuck tons of weed and he couldn't stop. Like, um, that addictive gene can grab onto anything. Right. And so like talking about weed, like it's this super harmless thing is just not, not right. Oh, I remember in, in high school, I had to quit smoking weed for like two months or something. Um, and my drinking got fucking ridiculous, like just so bad being drunk all day on a Tuesday, you know, like my <laughs> senior year of high Coming school on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, dude, I got to do um, my first uh, 
uh, addiction education class like I taught it today. So that was cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's dope. Did you talk about the three-part illness? Uh, I went straight science. Interesting. Yeah. I went straight, like straight all my like education knowledge, like talking like dendrites and neurons and neural pathways and fucking uh, exactly. And 14-year... 14 year old Zan Xanax barred out stoner kids understood all that stuff. They did, dude. Cause you just, I, really? I, was just, I just like, I just dumbed everything down. Like I, I gave right. them the terms, but then just explained like what it was doing. It's, oh, it's interesting. Not, yeah. I mean like, I, and I, you know, I had like a whiteboard, so I, I drew everything, all the, the diagrams and just kind of explained like, cause I would ask them like phenomenons they have. Like, have you ever, uh, been anxious when you quit taking Xanax and they're like, yeah and I was like okay well this is why like this is what's going on in your head that causes right. that so it was cool though I, like I, it was cool and it actually yeah. it was like the most excited I'd seen them like, really interested I'd seen them in a, in, a, in a while so that was cool interesting they love learning about dope yeah it's true it's the same reason I do <laughs> it's, 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 it's that's like our fucking hobbies dude we still talk I mean it's still your hobby yeah yeah, Still I mean, hey, dude, it's, I finally get to put. I was really stoked that I finally got to put all my stupid like information. I guess it's not stupid, but all my no. information to use. Um, yeah. Oh shit! But let's get to this interview with stink, stinky white boy feet, as Debesh says. <laughs> Texas, I got like a, I got a bathtub you could fit a baby elephant in in my room. Holy like, shit. Yeah. This is why I spend my money on now that I don't do drugs, you know? That's what's up, dog. Well, sweet. Well, I hit record on that note because that was a good one. Cool. I figured there was going to be some juice to squeeze out of that. Oh, uh, yeah. So what's up, Rogers? Welcome to the show. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Not much. I, Not I'm, a whole lot, man. I'm going to title this one uh, Stinky White Boy Feet. That's, that's, that's all I know. That's the... That's what I remember. Curry the whole way, dude. <laughs> it was I mean, a bad combination, man. Shots fired. Yeah, look at his hair right now. You know, he's got the wild Indian thing going on. He he's does, really... dude. His hair's the longest <laughs> I've ever seen it. It's the longest it's ever been, man. I'm Port- growing it. Portland, all the way Portland's out. doing shit to you, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm drinking. I'm drinking green tea, kombucha, green tea. I have long. You should start, you should start a company moniker, Hipster Recovery by Debesh, a real Hipster yogi. Hipster Recovery. That's awesome. <laughs> that probably, would blow up. It actually. would blow up. 
Oh yeah. It'd be, you could have like, like an Indian dude did it. Check it. You, know? you could have like barista therapy and like fucking. Oh my uh, god. Um, wow. Yeah, like kombucha, yeah. kombucha brewing classes and <laughs> yoga and dark glasses. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we snap. No clap. No meetings with clapping. It's all just snapping. And we can like yeah. we can invent cold yoga and see if that ca- takes off. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying something new out here. You know. <laughs> We're uh, sick of the old model, man. The medical model, the twelve-step stuff. We're just out here doing cold yoga, drinking kombucha, man. So we're gonna try drinking milk directly from the llama's teat. It's supposed to be rich, <laughs> rich I in vitamins. I know this llama. It's actually reincarnation of my grandma. Oh, super spiritual. Oh no. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's Give us some stories, man. I don't know. What do you, should we do? The best. Just his. You want to hit his story? Man, I can't. Yeah, talk. let's. Uh, yeah, let's just. Um, I don't know, man. Wherever you want to go with this. I mean, just like my relationship with Rogers. You know, we used to get loaded like crazy, man. I mean, it literally is a miracle that we're both alive. If if in the period of like two thousand and eight to two thousand and. 13 if you asked anybody if you could find at least one person in any treatment center in south the southeastern united states that knew rogers um that <laughs> crazy <laughs> like, yeah. treatment tour 2010 you know oh yeah well yeah what's your number how many have you been to ah uh, i've been to i've been to treatment 12 times nice. i've been in prison twice i've been to jail in about four different states for some extended little stays you know that's just you know that's just part of my story man it's kind of like you know i i i burn it down and i burn it down big you know they said they talk about the real alcoholic or the real drug addict that's uh yep that's me (laughs) no yeah dude i've been to 18 rehab so i i i true know the uh the nationwide that my friends always joke that I need to make like a Fedora's travel guide for rehabs. <laughs> it's like, well, the food here was, you know, it was decent. Uh, the beds, six point five. Kind of like that, uh, kind of like that whack ass Guy Fieri shit where he's traveling restaurants across yeah, the yeah diners, uh, whatever. It is. Jen Rogers yeah. do America treatment yeah, style. Jen, you totally dye your goatee, man. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was like that. I mean, I could just say one story with me and Rogers. I remember, uh, it was like we were by UNO's campus. He was living out there in New Orleans, uh, University of New Orleans, and um, and we had no drugs, nothing. Well, wait, know real quick. It. So, did y'all uh-huh. meet like before any attempts at sobriety? Like, y'all were just friends out there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. It's crazy how me and Debesh you know, came about, but, you know, uh, like, like needle junkies attract like needle junkies, I guess, you know, um, we weren't so bad off in the beginning, but we were, we were knee deep in that. And, uh, you know, I guess we had heard of each other, you know, New Orleans is small city, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you're in that life we were in, you, you meet everyone quick, but I met Debesh. This motherfucker was trying to sell T-shirts like he's going out of style, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, meanwhile, I'm me and this other guy. We had this, uh, 
marijuana enterprise, you know, mm. it's not professional going on and thriving. I'm looking at any kind of hustle I can get together. And, you know, I think it was like one day in my coked out mind dealing with Debesh along the way. He's like, man, you know, give, I'll sell you a box of these T-shirts. They're cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> they were dope, dope shirts. My local graffiti artist in New Orleans. Yeah. And I'm like, man, let me get a bunch of boxes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slang these T-shirts. Everyone that comes by to get a sack, they're going to get a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bong bong. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was all she wrote after that, you know. And I'm sure you know, it's been on you alls show about the uh, the illustrious California stanky foot. <laughs> times, you know, buying tons of cocaine in Tucson, Arizona. Oh. Yeah, that was a that was a that was one I will never forget, to say the yeah. least. For the books, you know, yeah, seriously. But, you know, on on a, kind of what Debesh was saying earlier, you know, I uh, I was actually just walking back into this uh, bathroom, hotel room, whatever it is that I'm staying in right now, um, and my wife got a text that uh, she works at another facility here in Austin. Uh, I'm not even in Austin, but in Austin, that, that's where y'all uh, live. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We- and uh, one of her clients just got out relapsed boom dead oh man it's been you know it's been a hell of a year you know i've been i've been doing this thing at my place for you know we just celebrated two years open uh three days ago so awesome but the amount of deaths that that we've witnessed um just in our community um our our local you know 12-step fellowship community and um alumni all that it's been it's been more in the last year than I've ever experienced, you know, and it's a it's a yeah. crazy a crazy awakening. It's real humbling, you know. It makes you want to be grateful, but then you want to cry that little fucked up tear of blackness in your heart, you know, at the same time. Yeah. You know, I always think about like me, Debesh, and our other homeboy Bernardo. Um, yeah, and me and Bernardo. Yeah, me and Bernardo have been running together, man. Wow. We. In our Catholic school uniforms, smoking out on, <laughs> you know, um, we both got kicked out of Catholic school in the same week, and we're like, we're gonna go to this great alternative school together. It's gonna be amazing, you know. And it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's crazy that the three of us um, have multiple years of sobriety, right? You know? um, yeah. If that's not something bigger than myself at play, I don't know what it is, you that's, know? That's like the the guy I usually host the podcast with. That's our same story. Like, we yeah. tripped cough medicine the first time together in middle school, <laughs> and then, like, here we are. He's got nine years sober, and I'm, you know, it's three crazy, deep. It's man. real crazy. It's like the same extent to how hard you went if you stay alive, man, like... It's like you have to do so much spiritual work to stay sober that your life just takes off. Yeah. You know, it really does. It it's really like does. uh it's like these binge, like the binge users. Like I wasn't I wasn't a binge user. I used every day. You yeah. know I, mean? so I don't I don't do binge sobriety. Yeah, binging I mean? required like, too much money and I was like <laughs> right. if I had it, fucking right. 
you know, where where are you from, Jed? Originally, I'm from South Carolina, and I moved to Baton Rouge in 05 to go to rehab, and that's kind of what started my uh, Louisiana. That's really what kickstarted my my rehab tour, but. Yeah, so South Carolina originally. That's a, that's such a straight, you know. I'm going to Southern Louisiana to get sober. What? Sober. Well, <laughs> well, check it. See, like, what I the the Baton Rouge was literally like picked for me because back then, like, there wasn't really heroin like talking about. Like in '05, it really was like that was the hardest thing to find. Like, yeah, it's true. Which is yeah. crazy to think about Perfect. now. Not in New Orleans. I'm pretty sure me and Debesh have cruised in his. Uh, remember that old white uh, suburban? That old suburban, yeah, dude, the tank. Yeah, we've yeah. definitely uh, cruised some blocks at 2 a.m. looking for some uh, for some good old fashioned hard. Yeah, and, the, that one time in Holly Grove Projects. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, how oh, is that boy? I'm like, what are you doing selling heroin at 2 a.m.? What do you expect? They're all nodded out at this point. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the miracle hour is like 4:45 a.m. That's when like you hope to God your dealer's awake. Yeah, like, please. please be up. Please so, be like a really good drug dealer and wake up. Super. Yeah, exactly. So, so how did you end up getting sober? Hmm. You know, for me, that's a. You know, I got stories for days. We could do about four or five of these, man. But you know, I uh. I had burned it down so much in New Orleans that I pretty much had to go on a run uh, from the city due to various people wanting to, you know, get back at me for, you know, I, I was known for a couple of jack moves and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and also got wrapped up with some shit with the feds that, you know, a little bit after what I talked about with the whole t-shirt escapade. I was selling so many t-shirts, the feds wanted me. Yeah, I was, I was about yeah, I to wish. say, Fruit of the Loom was sending goons after you. <laughs> like, hey, I contracted by us. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, I ended up in California, um, you know, came back and forth a few times. But, you know, the, the progressiveness of the illness really took hold of me. And it's just, you know, I ended up in uh, San Diego, um, you know, selling a lot of pills, getting them back and forth from Mexico. That was, that was my little gambit there. And, uh, <laughs> it was funny. I got, I got kicked out of my own house that I was living in with my friends because they went to the beach and I ate a bunch of volumes and I had the bright idea to take my roommate's door off the hinges and he always kept it locked cause he was growing in there. And I just took all <laughs> his stuff and all of his money. Right. And uh, I was so V'd out that I didn't make it out the front door. So I woke up. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I can oh, imagine man. dude's like, oh, fuck, I got robbed. Like, oh, wait, there it is. Oh, All right, oh, man. I was just fixing your door, dog. Yeah, I, yeah. I stopped right. him. He must have cocked. He must have clocked me. I get woken up. And I'm laying, I'm laying in the middle of the living room floor, doors off the hinges, if you want a picture, doors off the hinges. Literally. And some guy from Arizona, his buddy, is beating me with this. Was, so I hung out with some hippie-ass, you know, tree thuggers, I call them at that point. Tree thuggers. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm literally, I'm writing that down. That's good. That's, yeah. I'm bringing that, bringing that here. 
put in the bank. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, appreciate that. This dude's beating me with his little hippie staff. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> on this living room floor and I'm looking around like, oh shit. You know? And I was like, what am I doing? I'm like robbing my own roommate, you know what I mean? So like they kicked me out the house. I got nowhere to go. And I'm like, I got all this, you know, money and drugs and craziness going on in my life. And I was running around with this, this Colombian cat named Simone. And uh, he was a real piece of work. And, uh, you know, I don't know what he had going on, but we picked up and I went to uh, I went to this jack in the box. I was staying at a friend's apartment on the couch for a little bit. And I stopped at this jack in the box and I was like, man, love that crap. I gotta eat, man. And, uh, you know, I just picked up a ton of 80s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna do them as soon as I get in the car. Yeah. And, you know, all I remember is like I had a milkshake. I had, you know, I was real big into the uh, the Jack in the Box uh, extreme sausage sandwich. And, <laughs> And that's all I remember. And I wake up and there's a cop tapping on my shoulder. Mm. I'm always, you know, I'm falling out everywhere. And uh, there's just milkshake all over the place. My face uh. is just in a, in a milkshake pile on the ground. And not on the ground, but on the table. Yeah. Uh, they're like, come with us, sir. And I'm like, okay, hopefully they don't see my book bag under the table. Mm. As Walking out, this lady that works there, she's like, he's got a book bag. Oh, oh you bitch. Uh, yeah. No. So they open up the book bag and uh, fucking A, man. I was I was toast at that point. I had a 70-80s on me. Um, no, I had a scale and uh, uh, the worst. Yeah. And uh, a half pound of some, some nuggetry. Mm. And so I was down, I was out and I was, you know, I was looking at, I was looking at a lot in San Diego, but I was young and it was at this point you could still play How the hurricane. I was 20, 21. Oh, yeah, wow. they yeah. still had OC 80s. That yeah, that's been a true. While that's, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this, this was 2007. Okay. So I was like 21 years old mm. and, uh, the, uh, you know, the New Orleans Hurricane Katrina card was still working to my benefit. Debesh and I played that on our road trip at one point. We tried to, we tried to drive around the Border Patrol. <laughs> like, like, I thought it was a PlayStation. I thought oh, it was a way- so funny. It's we like- had like 15 AKs all on us in a matter of like 0. 0.2 seconds. The logic of like, oh shit, roadblock. Wait a minute. Let's just, like, just drive, drive around, around it. Like- just drive around it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go around this thing. <laughs> and it worked. We're like, uh, we're from New Orleans. Uh, we're relocating. They're like, oh, go around. Go, sir. We don't want no trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow, it actually did work. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I my mom, my mom flew up. And I guess she was looking for uh, – my mom was living in Houston now. And she was looking for uh, recovery centers in Houston, Texas. And the name Mark Houston came up. And she found a place for me. So I ended up there. That was uh, that was my third stay in treatment. But, you know, I, I had never been given much of the book. I went to some crazy, uh, you know, year-long, um, um, you know, wilderness program. That was crazy. Um, and so this is the first time they're really like. Well, why don't you uh, explain to people what wilderness is? Because I think it's 
hilarious and awesome. Wait, because Jed, Jed, you went to Teen Challenge, right? I almost did. It was a oh, yeah. it was it was a coin flip between Teen Challenge and Cinecore, and I chose Cinecore. Right, right, right. Uh. Um, no, so the wilderness place I want is called Three Springs. They shut it down That's for abuse. Oh. It, was a year. it was basically like it was like boarding. It was like a. It was like outward bound meets military school. So we're like marching in formation on trails. Like, you know, we got different ranks. You know, it was some real Lord of the Fly shit going on. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you get out of line, the counselors are tackling you and putting you in T holds and all this madness. Yeah, that's that's what we were doing. Some of it was cool, though. Like, I enjoyed the backpacking and all that and seeing all the scenery up there. We were, uh, we were right there, kind of like Tennessee, North Carolina area. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, you know, I ended up at Mark Houston's, and that was the first time. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I didn't. I wasn't ready to get sober by any means. I was just, you know, I wanted the heat off my back. But something happened through the process of seeing these guys and listening, you know, working with Mark and all these people out there, uh, where I knew there was – something else out there i knew there was something else i could do besides the life i was living when i was ready i wasn't ready yet right but you knew you knew that it existed though that was the first glimmer oh that there are people like me just like me and they actually have pretty cool lives today before that point you probably like me didn't even know that was a possibility right yeah yeah, I absolutely didn't know it was a possibility. And I'd be calling Debesh sober and stuff, and I'd be like, dude, you got to try this shit out. And he's like, man, I'm doing some boxing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Roger's over here talking about working the steps in two weeks. What is this crap? He was the first person that told me that. I thought he was crazy. And then, you know, like what, you know, but that yeah. was the method that got me sober. <laughs> yeah, you know? me too. That's funny. Crazy. Yeah, man. So. You know, that's that's what started kind of my gambit in and out of, you know, I went I went I didn't get sober right then. But, you know, I knew what I needed to do, you know, and my first real try happened. I went back to New Orleans and uh, my father passed away while mm. I was in Orleans Parish Prison. Oh, um, fuck. And that, you know, that was a real cold piece, man. Um, I I just, you know. I, it's when like they talk about using against your own will, you know, the real first step business. And, uh, you know, I went down there with every intention that like I was going to clean my act up, get a job and spend some time with my dad. He had a, you know, he had a expiration date, pretty much you would call it. You know, I knew he was going to pass away. Um, and that was, I had every intention of doing this. Uh, but when I got down there, man, um, he just, uh, I just kept shooting dope. You know, I was powerless. I had yeah. no other choice what I was going to do. Um, and I ended up locked up for uh, burglarizing his house and stealing his and my oh. stepmom's identity. Man. You know, he died while I was in there, man. And it, it hurt so bad. I never forget, you know, the way that felt. Um, and I reached, I started writing Mark while I was in there. And he, uh, he corresponded with me and he was like, you know, let's get him some help. And he got me out, got me a scholarship back and, uh, you know, started working with me, took me through the steps, you know, in and out while I was, while I was in there and checking in with me a bunch when I got out. 
And, uh, you know, it was the first time I put together any time. I only lasted a month out the first time. You know, I put together about nine months that go round. you know, when it was it was, you know, I kind of tasted the freedom. I was like, this is this is amazing. You know, yeah. like this, I'm, life is good. I'm broke. I don't give a shit, you know, but I was I was kind of satisfied. But all these things that they I'm hard headed, you know, they're like don't mess with sick women, you know, I, and then I go get a sick boo, you know, I'm right. like, well, let me see what happens, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I try um, everything there was, you know, I could, we could go on forever about my, my stories in and out, but everything there was to do wrong in sobriety. Um, I tried it, you know, um, you know, my, my mind likes to think that I can figure it all all out that my of my own willpower I can do what I want and not pay the consequences that uh I don't desire but you know trial and error you know what I mean trial and error I just you know I think I thank God today that I lived through it yeah really yeah that's that's so, the, that's yeah, the crazy yeah. things that if if e- either one of us were you like were still out in today's game it's like we absolutely would be dead like yeah, we have like absolutely. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm pretty hard to kill, but I don't think I could beat what they got going out out That's there. That's what I'm saying, dude. Right now, I mean, yeah. I, we were sucking down fentanyl patches, you know, willingly. You oh know, yeah, we were, we were. We were getting no free caught fentanyl, like on, on the gums, baby, on the gums. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, the heroin game's crazy, man. You know, I gotta say something about it, you know, because it's if you're really in it, you're like, oh man. That shit just killed Jack. We need to get some we of that. We need to get, get some, some of, that. of that stuff, like yeah. tonight. Yeah. See if yeah. I can do it and live. Yeah, go find, yeah. go find his phone. Look at the last number he called and, and, and give it to me. Yeah, yeah and, and the and the, the the ultimate, like, oh, hell yeah, is when he's like, all right, man, now don't don't do half of this, man. This, this is some strong <laughs> shit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, oh it's strong, okay. is it? Oh, okay, give me four then. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a beast, man. Yeah. Look, do, do you know me? Do you know me? Yeah. Junkie pride's the most. Junkie pride what is, is up killer, with man. It, it is. It is the killer. More of us than anything, dude. I find myself, yeah. dude. That's I. I. I have to check myself because I. Um. I work at an adolescent treatment center, and I have to check myself wanting to like show out in front of these little fucking fourteen year olds. Be like, you think you did some drugs, motherfucker? Like, then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, dude. Come, be like, come I on, dude. Feel more heroin than you've done. Exactly. <laughs> I've missed more heroin than you've done. I've yeah. missed more oh, shots God. than you've taken. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Play airs with that stuff, man. It trips me out, man. You know. Yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're alive, man. And like, you know, the best, man. It's it's gotta say, man. I'm I'm so proud of you, man. Because it was uh. You know, I thought I was the one leading the charge out here and fucking, you know, kept falling off. You're like, you know, Debesh, he's got, how many phone numbers of mine do you have in your phone? Uh, at least like nine, maybe ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, go to rehab, burn it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sell my phone for some rock, you know, and it's, yeah. yeah, we've been in touch the whole entire time, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, been in so, touch the whole how- time. How long do you uh, how long do you have? Uh, it'll be three years in a month. What? Wow, that's awesome. That's, 
months. You know, I busted the whole year and out thing, man, uh, four times. You know, four oh, times. Wow. You know, somewhere right in between nine and fourteen months. You know, I, I did that. You know, I spent most of the last uh, seven, eight years sober. But it's like when I go out, it's like you know, I'm not. I tried to pull it off with the weed thing once, you know, and uh, I got this girl I was dating got prescribed some bikes and I, you know, I was sitting there by myself at the house and I was like, man, I'm gonna eat a couple of these. And I ate a couple. I was like, man, she's going to notice. I should take the whole, bottle, yes. eat them all away. <laughs> yep. I think she lost them. Yes. It that's, didn't that's the move. <laughs> that's, oh God. See, the logic is hilarious. It's, it's yes. If I take too many, well then just take the whole thing. And then yes, now you just got a, a misplaced bottle. That's a whole different game than, right. you know, Missing a few. I can deny that all day. That's fucking ridiculous. I did. I was thinking the other day, and this might be good um, uh, because you're a a seasoned vet as well. I want to do a whole thing on, like, uh, your favorite old cons. My favorite old cons? Like, your favorite old licks. My my favorite lick of all time is, you know, it's like I've I've always kind of dealt in – the hard drug trade as well, you know, and it's, you know, the best calls me lurky pants. Cause like lurky he, pants, he, he, Lurk, no, yeah, he lurky pants. pants. Yeah, was, he's like, man, that dude is always lurking, man. Uh, he's lurking <laughs> something. Doug, I'm saying real quick though, what I was going to say in the beginning is we were at UNO and we had no money. I don't think and no drugs and Rogers, we pull into a shell gas station and Rogers is like, you see that car that just pulled up. I'm gonna go score some drugs from it. I know. It's like he had this intuitive lurky sense, dude. And he goes, he goes in the car, comes out with like, I don't know, like a bag of crack and like 20 Kalanapins. <laughs> I have no uh, idea how you did that to this day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the uncanny ability to literally like snatch drugs and money out of the air, out of thin air. Like no, oh, yeah. in, in no other way have I have I like started a day out like negative a hundred and ended the, right. the, the the at lunchtime. I'm fucking high as shit with two hundred bucks. Like right. Yeah. Like why can't I be that productive? Why can't now? I be? Well, because it's illegal. <laughs> because everything I did was horribly uh, unethical. You know, I, I I do believe in in, in manifestation and in human willpower and our relationship yeah. universe, but yeah. I still have yet to find out how to manifest it as strongly as I did with dope. You know, it's like yeah, it's like, that's true. But you know, I would call. I've never heard it put that way. In my head, it was like. Satan is doing this for me, like because I would get these landfall victories of like, yeah. know, like either like Maybe. I would just come into like crazy cash or just just like things that would like skyrocket my drug use, and I'm like. There's no way this is God, so like Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the higher power works a little slower than the lower power. Right. Or, and there's yeah, like a, or, and there's or, like a reason for that. Or know? it was the you know, or it was God like guiding me into sobriety because like all those True. landfall victories ended up just like, you know, then I'm at this other level that I can't maintain. Right. Yeah. You want it, well, here you go. Man, what I believe today is that there's there's two vibrations of life and they've talked about it you know throughout the years you know they god and satan you know 
uh, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, you know, hell, the Sith and the Force. Hey, you right. know, now you speak yeah, my language. Yeah, you know, there's 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 two levels of energy that we can uh, choose to get involved with, right? That's right. And on one hand, you know, you've got the dark side, <laughs> and it gives you what you want, what you what your mind desires. You know, the the Bible will call it the 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 flesh, the things of the flesh, man. And, and every faith talks about this so. in in its own profound language, mm-hmm. and. It, you, it's about immediate gratification. It's about right. feeding the ego. It's, it's, it's that fear-based thinking of, of us humans where it's like, I need to fix this now and here's how. And that immediate fix is, it's usually right in front of your face and it's, it's easily attainable um, in the short term. In the short term. And, uh, you know, the other stuff, man, the good Easily stuff, lost. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. last. Yeah. You know, it fizzles out real quick and you really know, you, get, you get what you want real quick. And this, I think it's all life and, and not just drugs, but as drug addicts. Right, with everything. Absolutely. Totally agree. Right. We are extreme examples, you know. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, you have the good principles like honesty and integrity, you know, all that good stuff. And it's to the mind, to the mind that we've been serving so, so long on the dark side. It's like, man, you know, my, my favorite example is, is about like, you know, you say you, you're a man of integrity and a man of your word, but you're kind of low on funds and you walk into Burger King and you're like, all right, man, I'm going to get this two for five Whopper and ruin my intestines. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, shit, I got to wash it down, but I don't have the Fedia for that. So you'd be like, let me get a water cup, yep. you know? You walk up there and you're like, yo, they're not going to notice if I get a Sprite. They can't see the bubbles from back across the counter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so much easier to do that. Um, and it's so easy to justify it um, and, and step out of integrity. Right. But live by those principles to uphold them, you know, honesty and integrity and so on and so forth, brotherly love, empathy, you know, it, it feels good, inherently good to our nature when we uphold it, but the mind says otherwise, you know, right. when we engage in those things, you know, it's, it's so much f- more fulfilling to your consciousness as a human being. The long in the term. Term. Yeah. There's going to the- be those difficult times where it's like, you want to tell the white lie. You want to take the easy road. You want to be lazy and shirk off the responsibility. You want to blame somebody else instead of take responsibility for your path. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what, you know, the human journey is about is, is, you know, coming up against yourself in those things. You know, which one do you want to engage in? And I think it's a, you know, it's a battle. Go, I go back and forth with every single day. You know, mm-hmm. my mind says some crazy, crazy stuff, you know. Absolutely, man. And that's why I think like addiction is such like it just it typifies all of humanity, you know, any that's why like I feel like any process that's involved in recovery from addiction can also be applied to, to any any struggle or just being human really is struggle, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I just think it, it just it fits so nicely into really any model of human behavior and understanding, you know, anything that works well with people like us can also 
be transferred to um, to almost anything. I feel. So yeah, so, which is people live. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and it, and it took so long for me to decide to live is the funny thing. Yeah. Like, Step yeah. zero: Do you want to live? Do you want to live? Yeah, which is a which is a legitimate question for a lot of people that I don't think they're asking themselves. Like, yeah, living takes a lot. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I guess normal people don't. Even, nobody has to ask that question, but I to me, yeah, you might. I th- yeah, you might be right. Do. I think mm. a lot of us are on autopilot. Mm. You know, yes. a lot of us. Um, you know, we look outside of ourselves, but that's why it's like, you know, you, you look at whether they're drug addicts or not, you look at old people and just how much they don't give a fuck and how calm they <laughs> life because oh, yeah. You ever the, seen an old guy at the gym and the I was about room, to say dude? how confident yeah. they are at the YMCA, son. Like <laughs> that's a, that's oh the my type god. of absence of fear that I want, you know. Shrivel balls and yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> There. You ever had one get into the hot tub with you or attempt to? Because we yeah, our, our yeah. rehab would always take us to uh, the wise, and it was always during like you know daytime hours, and it would always be full of like the the local senior citizens, and those dudes would like try to talk to you just butt naked. It's like yeah, cool, you know, you know, can you put it away, please? <laughs> yeah, like dude, like are you even you working out now. here? Like I never yeah, see these people yeah, at the gym. What are you I even only doing see here? them in the locker room naked. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Looks like a bunch of slugs with salt on it and just wagging. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, babe, going to the gym. You know, it's like I want to see, like, and I don't think like I'd feel like women don't have that issue. I don't know. Nah. Listen, uh, you know, congregation, write us an email. Have yeah. Any ladies been to a YMCA bathroom? Is there the, the same problem? I don't know. I mean, you know, probably like saggy, wrinkly tits uh, or something like that. I'm sure. <laughs> so, you know, some lines. So what, uh, what, was, what was the final sobriety like? Like what finally got you? Yeah, that's kind of interesting, man. Out of... All these fancy centers that I went to, um, me and uh, my now wife, actually, which is a, a huge part of my story, we uh, we were out there together. Me and my uh, wife, too. Yeah, we were <laughs> wow. out there together doing our thing. And, uh, you know, this last, the last run was just like, we knew it was going to end bad, and we just didn't give a fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> the needed power was absolutely gone, and... All morale and hope was just out of us. You know, we were like zombies and using as much as we could hustling. You know, like we're out on the block in, in East Austin selling balloons and, you know, at the methadone clinic at 6 a.m. in the morning. You know, it's like it was just and I just didn't care. Like I knew I was on all this paper at this point. I've been arrested so many times in, in Austin, man. For all of you guys out there, drug addicts, man. If you're going to relapse in Austin, look out. <laughs> you know, these cops are serious. <laughs> and, you know, I, uh, that day came, man. I knew it was coming. You know, I knew it was coming. And, and I think it's, you know, the definition for, for those trying to understand if they're real drug addicts or not is, you know, that stuff on page 24 um, in the big book where it talks about, you know, that I can't bring into my mind with sufficient force the humiliation and the suffering of even a week or a month ago. 
And it doesn't mean that I forget because I definitely don't forget. I don't forget sitting in OPP and getting that news from my dad. I don't forget right. that. I relived that experience. But the, the Not force, yeah, the force that a sane person would take from that kind of experience is not there. You know, I remember sitting there and being like, I'm going to I'm going to go out. I'm going to go do some hood rat stuff. That's what I said to her. I was like, I'm about to go do some hood rat stuff. She's like, me, too. I'm coming. You know, <laughs> I remember thinking I'm like, I'm going to go to jail. They're going to put me in prison. This is going to end bad. We might die. This is what happens. You know, there's no mistake in my mind, but that little buddy that's in my ear is like, fuck it. You're Burn it down. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, Here's the match. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And so we proceeded to it lasts about three months. And that day came where, you know, I was, uh, I'm always passed out, man. I'm knotted out in her, in her car. Um, and there's a cop knocking on the window and I'm like, oh, shit. Now I look out the window, and she's sitting there handcuffed on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And uh, there's just bags of dope. You know, it was about a quarter ounce of, of heroin and uh, a whole Damn, bunch of— Damn, y'all were lurking proper, huh? Yeah, for real. I don't ask my, uh, <laughs> my, my hustle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's just looking at me shaking her head saying don't say anything and i'll never you know for you know in in a weird junkie love story she uh she took the charge for all the dope for me knowing that i'm on paper for you know multiple drug charges and you know they they brought me in for an unpaid traffic ticket they're like we're getting this guy in here we know who he is Mm -hmm. you know they brought me for an unpaid traffic ticket and in central booking, you know, they, they found some weed on me in my shoe or some shit. I was doing something shiesty. Always in the that back shit of the- in your shoe, man. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told I could have told you to check your shoe. <laughs> yeah, man, and and it, it wasn't like a serious charge, it was a misdemeanor weed charge, but yeah, you know, is enough. I I was so out of it, man. I. We had been, we were on a lot of stuff and, you know, I don't remember too much, but all I know is that me and another cop got into it in central booking and I asked up against the wall and split the side of my head open. And then I remember yelling at him saying, I'm coming for your job and attacking him and all this kind of shit Mm. and woke up in the hospital they beat the fuck out of me. (laughs) 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 The cop cop had, uh, his his knee had uh, like kind of like popped out in the whole scuffle mm-hmm. altercation. Um, so he was in the room down the hall, you know, and you know there it goes, bam, assault on a police officer, charge. And so I was wow. like, man, I'm going down now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they violated all my probation, everything, and so they they immediately stuck me in administered segregation, and. Uh, I'll never forget, man, you know, fast forward through a lot of this, man, and kind of detoxing, coming out of it and looking at myself in the little polished steel uh, mirror they got in there with all kinds of game writing on it. And I'm just looking at myself and I'm withered up as a human being. And I remember looking at myself and I was like, this is not what I planned on being when I grew up. Uh, Yeah. 
this wasn't it, you know. I thought back to being like 10 years old, right. being like, I'm gonna be a soccer player, you know. Right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what my dad did, I'm gonna build buildings, I'm gonna do something, mm. you know, and all that. I just didn't know where it went. It was just all yeah. it was all gone. Mm. And I thought about, you know, I thought about people like Debesh, you know, by this point, you know, he was you were working on like two years, three years, something like that. Oh, no you know, I thought about the people that I had seen along the road, you know, in the rooms here in Austin that I knew were just as big a morons as I am. Right. And, uh, you know, it, this thing came over me where I was like, what are they doing that I wasn't doing? Mm. You know? And this is a kind of step two moment. It was not like I was working through the steps with a sponsor, but I've been given this stuff so much that I was in a yeah, I was in a position where I just had nothing else to resort to. And there were two things, man. All these people that I saw, man, and and that it sustained not just sobriety, but a a life of meaning, a life well lived. Mm -hmm. Um, The two things that I saw that they did was one, they walked by faith. You know, not knowing what the future holds, but but believing in, in, in putting the outcomes of their life in the hands of something else and really having a relationship with that. They walk through their life's problems by doing that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I saw that I noticed in this introspection in a jail cell, mm-hmm. <laughs> hell of a place, they that they had abandoned a large portion of their life to the idea of helping other people mm-hmm. you know it's like it's not like mm-hmm. oh i just i've sponsored tons of people along the way you know i go on a lot of service commitments but it wasn't just like you know that it was like they really dedicated their life to it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I, I would tell i would reschedule with the sponsee so i could go on a date that's right you know what I mean? that's right yeah it's so true riders it comes down to those moments like a motherfucker, you know, it comes down to that. And I'm so glad you said that, man. It's so true. It's so yeah. true. And so I made a decision at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, it's it's God or bust, you right. know? Yeah. It's God or bust, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, I walked through that whole, you know, year and a half prison experience um, with that attitude. And so, I, you know, I, I spent... It's been about half a year in segregation by myself, you know, reading a lot, reading a lot of spiritual books, everything from the Quran to the archaeological history of Jesus to tons of Eckhart Tolle, the big book, the Bible, the book of James, a bunch. You know, I just I went through it all. You know, I read the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and for me, I found uh, I found Buddhism to speak to my heart uh, a lot. And that's where my meditation really took off um you know and that was something i did in addition to the 12 steps it's what i for me that's what i complimented it with Mm -hmm. um and so when i got to population i was freaked out because i'd been pretty much by myself yeah that is a shock yeah i wasn't allowed outside of my cell without being shackled to myself it's uh, (laughs) like i'm an animal Yeah, yeah really and so, like, this dude comes up to well, – I'm just chilling in the day room. This dude walks up to me, man. The scariest-looking motherfucker you ever seen, dude. Just big, swole, you know, half-Latino guy. 
you know, and he's got, you know, he's got this hook ass, like, you know, definitely botched tattoo around Mike Tyson his looking tattoo. Yeah, but it, it, it made Mike Tyson's look beautiful, you know? It <laughs> <laughs> could be us, and but you're stupid, though. <laughs> yeah, but it really compliments my jawline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so he comes up to me and he's like, what's your story, man? I see you just sitting here peeping, you know, maybe I was lurking. I don't know, but <laughs> a little bit of both. Maybe he says to me, he's, he's like, what's your story, man? What's going on? And just like, I was like, I'm going to be real with this dude. And so I told him, you know, and the last time I was dead, the last time I was locked up, I got released and I went to treatment and, you know, I'd been down for about three months and, uh, I went to treatment right after, and I failed for uh, I failed for opiates, cocaine, and marijuana, and benzos. Coming out of coming out of the joint, you know. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's not all it's not all cake in there. And that was you know that was doing time in Louisiana, so it's free for all in that place. Oh, and it's, yeah. it's the same in in Texas Department of Corrections. Sure. It's not right. yeah. And I was like, man, am I going to, you know, and I rolled with people and I was like, man, I'm not, you know, trying to do that this time. And I told him my story and he was like, man, you know, I, I won't divulge too much about him because we did our fist steps together, man. But oh, wow. I tell you the craziest fist step I think I'll ever hear in my life. You know, we, we got it bad. And we don't. It's mm. crazy. He, uh, he was like, man, I was I was a gang leader in, in, of a gang in Chicago, and some things went bad, and I I had to leave the city with my family, and I tried to start a new life in Texas, and uh, I couldn't stop drinking, and I'm in here for some drinking related stuff, and he's like, I was talking to the chaplain, and I told him I you know I wanted help, and he gave me this book, um, but I don't read really good, and I don't understand it. Um, I was like, what book did he give you? He's like, hold on. And he runs to his cell real quick. He comes back. Alcoholics and, Anonymous. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> Dang. Wow. What a co- all- man, what a coincidence. Uh, Jeez, right, what a coincidence. <laughs> you know, you've been through the book with Mark twice at this point. And, oh, that's awesome, You know, dude. Wow. Dude, there are some God moments in jail. Oof. Fuck. Oh, yeah. It was... <sighs> It, it was it That's shot awesome. up my, you know, or maybe maybe that manifestation thing that I said earlier. It, if you really want it, you know, it'll it fall into your it life. Can come yeah, it and can. it did, and it did, man. And you know, him and I, you know, we didn't take on the sponsor sponsee kind of relationship. No bigger, better than we're just like so we're gonna y'all, go. Y'all did fist steps like in there, in there. We were. Oh, I taught him how. Dope. That's so heavy. Yeah. You know, page by page in the day room. One time we got in a fight over dudes being too loud in the day room. And <laughs> book together. Try to have a he spiritual was, experience. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a good quote to, to yell to shut up about. Like, I'm reading to wives, motherfucker. Like, chill out. <laughs> This is my hour of power. Yeah. Shut up. Trying to get spiritual. <laughs> Euphoria. <laughs> Euphoria. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was so, a trip. That's you awesome. Know? 
Wow. Yeah, so we football. You know, we worked out together. We uh, we meditated. We we prayed together. We had one little cat, you know, from San Antonio join us. We started a meeting on Thursday nights in there. So this uh, launched this launched your sobriety right here. You and this guy, the relationship, right? That's what it sounds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. And uh, you know, I tell you, man. At, at about, I remember probably about three months before my release date. I was sitting there looking out my out my little cell window, and there's a whole bunch of cows out in the field out there. I'd always watch them every day. Goru. Goru. <laughs> That's the big and, uh, the cow. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, what's this? They're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm just out there looking, and I'm just like, man, I'm free right now. Mm. You know? I don't care that I got to go get in line to chow hall. I don't care. I don't got AC. You know, I, I like the person that I was. Um, and it didn't really matter. Like I was not attached to any external circumstances. And really the best thing in the world for me was to take me out of this, you know, in and out of treatment environment. And, you know, it was like, you know, the guys that I knew and came up in AA with, they're like who's who circuit speakers and all that stuff. And my ego was attached to my knowledge and all that. And it took all that away. And it was just like me, no. some crazy ass people in jumpsuits, right. you know, I'm one of them. And, uh, you know, trying to walk a spiritual life regard regardless of the situation, man. And that was, uh, man, I was, I was happy. You know, I was really happy. You know, the stress of the world didn't weigh on me. Mm. You know, there wasn't anything you could do to shake the ground that I was on. Mm. And so I got out, you know, and I got out and it was uh, it was terrifying. You know, it was absolutely terrifying. You know, and a quick story, you know, about that was at one point I was so I was in so much financial fear. I was living in a state halfway house. So it was, it was required for my my release. I was living in a state halfway house. And pretty much everyone in there is getting on it. Like you could leave 12 hours a day and then it's like you were in jail at night, you know, um, and get a little job or whatever. It was it was crazy. And so you got convicts from all over the state, you know, doing what they do best, you know, getting loaded, selling dope in there. And, uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was in all this fear about how am I going to pay for getting into a sober house when I get out? You know, like I my family, no one was you know, helping me in that kind of regards. They, they gave me support over the phone. Um, you know, they, they wished me the best, but they weren't, they were hands off about anything else in my life. Yeah. And so, you know, I had this bright idea that I'm gonna hustle some, some, uh, meth, hmm. you know? <laughs> hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, I'm, I'm about going on a year and a half clean and, uh, I'm, I'm out there and uh, I'm, I'm got bagged up eight balls of ice in my pocket, selling them on the yard to, to dudes out there that I knew from the city, you know. And uh, this it came over me. I'm like, God, what am I doing? Because I've been praying every night, still mm. meditating. Mm. You know, um, at this point, this is this is no sponsor or nothing. Like it was, uh, we weren't allowed to have phones in there or anything. Um, I hardly even had the chance to get to a meeting. I went to maybe like four, you know, with the passes that I got while I was in there. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, you can't do this. This is, this is the fork in the road. Yeah. 
Because I'm addicted to the hustle just as much. Oh, no, yeah, I already know. Yeah. He's tied into that, you know, yeah. it's so it's, And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to return this. And I'm going to return all the money, all the profit I would have made. I'm going to return all of it. And this is this is to people that you don't return these things to. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not JCPenney. You can't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, take this back. <laughs> yeah, like I got huh? the receipt though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so all return it, man. And he's wow. just like, he's and he doesn't say much, you know. He's huh. kind of like what the fuck. And then <laughs> yeah. this kid, this other kid comes up to me. He's like, he's like, they all call me Doyle. He's like, Doyle, you used to do a bunch of heroin, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, can you tell me if this is good or not, and how much yeah. I should do? <laughs> you know. And I'm like, man, fuck, man. You know, I don't want them to die in here, you know? Mm. <laughs> mm. So, like, I look at it. It was good. I was like, do this much. It's a little bit. That's not enough. Do this much again, and you'll be fine, you know? And then I was just like, what the fuck, man? Mm. And I was I was angry. I was upset. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, the 10th step talks about watch, right? And and that's that's something that's really a lot of people think you know oh I just write a nightly inventory or the other side of it's like or or I just call somebody and tell them my problems, right. but the whole and pray piece is I think the most important and I'm I'm watching I'm awake at this point to my mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. and I notice that you know I got to stand up for what I'm doing right now. That's right. You know? that's and right. so the first thing I ever did, man, is I was like, all right, God, you got my back. I don't know who you are, what you are, but let's do this. Mm. And I stood up to my dorm and I was like, look, I don't care what y'all do. I, I don't want you guys going back there, but and I'm no snitch. But don't come at me with any more dope. Don't try and get me to sell dope. Don't ask me to look out for you. Don't offer yeah. me anything. Respect what I'm doing right here. And if you've got a problem with that, you can see me in the back. Yeah. And I swore in my mind said someone's gonna call that and come see me in the back and uh no one did anything they mm -hmm. kind of just nodded in respect mm -hmm. and that same guy that that fronted me the mm -hmm. the ounce of uh, ice mm -hmm. about 12 o'clock at night i hear him yelling my name from the bathroom i go in there he's sitting in a chair you know blasted out of his mind clothes all over you know meth heads you know yeah and shit <laughs> tweaking mm. and he's sitting in his chair looking at himself in the mirror crying and he asks me he said how are you doing what you do mm. you know and it, and it was and that was the spiritual experience that's yeah. when i was awake to what you know purpose really means in my life and what it means to take a position and be a leader yes. and stand up, man. Absolutely, dude. That's Damn. awesome, dude. That's awesome. I mean, that's something kind of similar happened to me in treatment. My buddy John got a oxy eight, uh, sixty or whatever snuck to him, and he's like, "Will you crush this up, something, do it with me?" And I took the I took the straw and the dollar bill, and I was about to do it, and I just put it down. I said, "Man, I'm not doing this, dude." And I said, "You know what?" I said, "You fucking disgust me." <laughs> 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 and, he goes, and, wow. he goes, and dude i had work no steps nothing you know what i mean but it came from you know God. what you disgust me you you're fucking such an asshole oh yeah he's like you he's like you're killing my he was like you're killing my high i said good good <laughs> fuck your high 
Fuck you, well, man. Dude, I wanna uh I wanna give you a chance. We're we're winding down. I wanna give you a chance to talk about uh where you're at now, where you're working at. Well now, man, um, you know, I, I when I got out, it happened pretty quick, you know. I just kept rolling with the same steam, you know. It was just like, all right, got or bust, let's keep going, let's keep going. And, you know, miracles just start happen happening all over the place, man. Um my girl and I got back together, our relationship, it was tough as hell at first, but, you know, she she had a quick little relapse, right? It was a one-day banger, and she was hanging on there, and, you know, my dumb ass, you know, puts the kid in there at two months sober, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it turned out for the best. You know, we just kept walking and doing this thing together. I think, I think that's step 14. Step fourteen. <laughs> Have the kid. Yeah. Ask uh ask ask our boy H about that debate. Okay. Okay. No, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, and um you know, a friend of mine that uh you know was at, at Mark Houston's with me uh when they first opened, um, you know, the first go round. I went through there three times. Uh he had uh, he had opened up a place out in uh, the hill country and you know I was looking for work putting myself out there I knew what I wanted to do I was going to school to get uh, to finish up my stuff for my LCDC that's what they call it out here in Texas um, chemical dependency counselor and uh, you know I was trying to get in he was like man come on mm-hmm. and you know I, I started out there just as a tech and it was you know it was what I absolutely believed in. Hmm. It, they they ran this, you know, it was running this thing by the same principles that they're trying to teach, which you don't see a lot. Um, don't see a lot in treatment, yeah. No, you think you would, but, you know, behind closed no. doors from a business perspective, there's all kinds of crazy shit that goes on. And it was just so real and authentic. You know, they were just, you know, guys trying to help, man. And, um, you know, really no us and them kind of thing, really in there with the guys. Mm. And, um, you know, they became family, you know, and I just kept putting in, you know, the the kind of love that that I saw that that it was and the energy there and, you know, kind of moved up in in some spots. And uh, And now you're in a bathroom bigger than my house. Yeah, for real. (laughs) the bed in it you know um my wife and i had the baby you know we got married awesome man so cool uh, you know everything just you know i got to work with tons of sponsees some are still mm-hmm. so day hundreds of guys through the center yeah um, and what we did was you know what we didn't want this thing because what i've seen with a lot of places and i've been to a lot of centers um you know I, i've I've worked at a couple, you know, he's started a couple, um, everyone out there has, has been a part of a lot of facilities and money will change, you know, they're, they're really amazing in the beginning, you know, the hearts are there, they're, they're doing it for the love and money will change a motherfucker real quick, you know? Um, so we're like, well, we don't want that to happen. We're going to go nonprofit. You know, and so we made this thing a nonprofit and, you know, we didn't, you know, there's no overhead money behind this thing. It's pretty much been on, you know, hard work, a hope and a prayer, a lot of scary moments, 
you know, uh, how are we going to pay everyone? But somehow, you know, mm. powers that be in this universe have seen That's us. That's right. Talk about talk about living by faith, and when an organization can live by faith, yeah, that's and, a crazy and the power thing. like that. It's I mean that's beautiful. I mean that's almost the way y'all operate. It's almost how I live my life. You know, it's just like I have no idea what's, what's going to happen, but it all gets taken care of. Yeah, what's yeah. it called? Solstice and is, recovery. And is there is there like a place people can donate? Yeah, if you if you want to donate, go to our Facebook page or our website, solsticerecovery.com, or just look up Solstice Recovery on Facebook. Um, little donate button at the top. Please send us your money. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We've uh, we've scholarshiped. Uh, we've had 260 people come through. We've scholarshiped 65 percent of them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's and it's a huge number. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and we're just we're the little guy. You know, we're the little guy, but we're for the guys that have been through every single treatment center. to get to one, and it's it's you know we got to keep our doors open. You know, there's there's a small admission fee comparatively to most of the centers out there. You know, um, but when we can have when we can fill beds for a guy that's absolutely desperate, and our books say that we can. We're gonna bring them in, you know. We're gonna give the guy a chance that would not not have a chance otherwise. Because state funding right now is looking like eight weeks. I don't know about you, Besh, but you got eight weeks, you know, in the dope right. run and that little moment yeah, of like, for real. you know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or like, yeah, my my favorite uh, question by admissions people is like, you know, the person, yeah, I'm, you know, a crackhead. And they're like, okay, great. Do you have $4,000? Like, <laughs> yeah. Cash? It's like, what? what? No. I, I do not have $4,000. More like 20. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, More like, how does, I got some Monopoly money. Yeah, exactly. I got some crack. What, do you accept crack? crack? <laughs> I wash your car. No, I wash your car. I wash your car, son. <laughs> Yo, It'll be so I, clean. I got these Details, puppies. I swear they're blue pits. I swear they are blue pits. I swear pits. they blue pits. With a hint of chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rogers, dude, thanks for uh, telling your story, dude. There's some powerful shit in there, and I really appreciate it. Um, and no. definitely, uh, congregation, go check out solsticerecovery.com and consider uh, a donation. Um, it's definitely going to the right place. Absolutely. Love you, bro. Thank you, man. Love you, big dog. Every day of my life gets progressively realer. Wake up on another screen, just couch put in real work. Pay me enough for my next meal in a blunt, and I'll ride my ass off till the club closes up. Last time some people ain't noticed. Critics snub their noses. Know this. I never play just a tip, I've been this ball deep all the way in hip-hop. Check me if you wanna, wet orange on the corner, smoke a marijuana. Remind the motherfucker why I started listening in the first place. Breaks and wordplay, but they don't know the ass from a hole in the underground. Or indie labels give cats to run around, other MCs go platinum in a week. Timeless does not mean a popular single week. Kill all that whack shit, you either ante up or cash in. 
check three, and volume of absurdity. The last two years took their toll on me, but besides that, I feel electric. Render me MC Remy's quest. It goes rapid for breakfast, MC for lunch, dinner reserved for any DJ that spins crunk step. Fuck a punk, cause I ain't him. A lot of my contemporaries ain't shit. So I come at them with a passion. Rarely seen last hip-hop when fashion. If you hear me, act and like it. Back. What a good one. And we're back. What a good one. Okay, Jay doesn't have much time. Um, so I, I don't. I, I just an observation I made. So I went and saw my old co-worker, um, the guy I trained mm-hmm. to replace me at LUS Fiber. He had his first profession, or amateur UFC fight at a casino. Those are some M- big shoes to M- fill. MMA fight, excuse me. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it, this is the guy that's been fighting for like two weeks or something? Yeah, yeah. He did all right. He lost, but like, uh, he kid had heart, dude. He the, he got okay. he got armbarred, and like, the dude like literally was like torquing the shit out of his arm, and he just refused uh, to tap. And I was like, nice, man. To the point where I think get, he, he seriously injured his elbow. But Did oh well. he get beat in the face about round about the head a lot? No, actually. Good the, for the, him. The, the other, yeah, yeah. I was very surprised. I was like, "All right, good job, man." Anyway, yeah, that's though, awesome. I realized as I, I was sitting in the back, so I had like a, a giant, um, I had like a panoramic view, and I was like, "So we as a, as a species have not evolved one bit." I was like, "There's just <laughs> we're all in a fucking room, hundreds of us, <laughs> literally watching two half-naked men beat the shit out of each other in a literal cage like what the <laughs> fuck dude and everyone's just like yeah <gasps> get him like, dude get him you don't get any more barbaric than that like and, and it's, it's so, so funny. funny that we play like we're all advanced and then like we're just dude, let's I, beat each other up and watch it i go to a, a men's breakfast um, every Saturday morning, shout out Nate Dog, and uh, we like all we eat is fucking meat and eggs. Like that's all <laughs> we ever serve, and just talk about like dick, really. You wait, know? Wait, like you talk about penis or like nothing? Well, both. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? It's like dick and fart jokes, and old crazy stories about banging bitches, and uh, you know. Just do, like uh, we're still. Not only have we not evolved, we're still sixteen apparently. Oh yeah. So. All right. So a, a quick today I learned. Also, did you hear how Debesh when he was like, "What did I learn today?" <laughs> I did oh, hear that. So me, good. That was you so asshole. funny. I would shout out Debesh right now, but we both know he's not gonna actually listen to this. I know. So. Right? I'm gonna give him some serious shit. So I found out that <laughs> that. Rihanna's forehead has her own Wikipedia page. I'm just gonna um I'm just gonna read some some uh some of the best. Um Rihanna's forehead is a titanic mythical deity that is said to live under the stairs and originated from some remote region in the West Indies. Um uh, Rihanna's impossibly large forehead is bigger than a three head, but distinctly smaller than a five head. It is, <laughs> it is so large that it has its own ecosystem and cloud system. It is so large, people spray paint it by mistake. 
If you were to flatten it out, its surface area would cover an area approximately three open umbrellas. It is, <laughs> it, it is now being rented out for ads as it is cheaper than billboards. That's Fucking incredible. Hilarious, dude. That's so that made my week. It's so good. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> There's a section called appeasing. It also somebody made. Um, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It's Rihanna's forehead, like it's a super powerful <laughs> card. Um, it says it's mostly a docile creature, except at times of the day that end in o'clock. That's just oh, so stupid. Geez. Anyway, well, um, send us an email, church and other drugs at gmail dot com. It's been fun. Um, check us out on uh, Spotify. Um, look us up for t-shirts, stickers, all that good stuff. Oh, Kenzie, I'm about to mail your shit right now. Just remember. Mail it. Peace.